Hey there, it's Kendall, and this is the Marketing for Farmers podcast, where I bring you practical tips and tricks to grow your farming-based business online. Today, I want to chat with you about the number one regret that I have when it came to marketing my business. I went all in on social media live or die by Instagram and Facebook, and that is where I devoted all of my time. Fast forward, now my number one driver of revenue for my farm is my email list. So I want to talk to you today about why I want you to put a lot of focus on growing an email marketing list and sending newsletters to your customer base. Because in the end, that is the most protection you're going to get when it comes to running a business online. So let's break it down. I am a huge advocate for social media, always have been, always will be. So please don't take this as discouragement that I don't think you should be showing up online in social media because I do. But at this point, social media is turning into a pay to play. The algorithms are throwing all sorts of changes our way, particularly if you sell meat online, particularly if you sell livestock and you deal with any products that come from animals. So we are seeing an increase in blocks and an increase in issues surrounding posts that are coming from farmers who sell meat and animal products. But even for those of us who grow vegetables and produce other products like that, we are definitely seeing the algorithms favoring showing personal posts over business posts. So if you are marketing a business, it is important that we are growing a list and connection with our customers that is off of social media as well. Because otherwise, you are building a business on borrowed land. We don't own our lists and our following on social media. And at any time, the social media platforms can make changes that negatively impact our business. So it's important that we are taking time to grow our email lists. With my business, I send a once-weekly email newsletter. That might seem like a lot for some businesses, and I agree, it might be overkill for yours. We upload product to our online store every Monday. So every Monday we upload product to our online store and that day at exactly 11.45 a.m., an email newsletter goes out from us to our customers, letting them know that we've restocked, giving them some value in the form of recipes or other content, educational content videos, behind the scenes looks at what's going on on the farm as well as our schedule for the farmer's markets we're attending so that we can keep our customers up to date on all things Central Park Farms. Now you're likely asking yourself the question I asked myself when I first launched an email newsletter list. Now how the heck am I supposed to get people to sign up? So we use multiple different avenues to get people onto our email subscriber list. First of all, we offer them something. So when you sign up for our email list, it might sound small, but we offer a promo code for 5% off an order and a coupon for 10% off at the farmer's market. I know it's not huge, but we're a small business. We are a farmer and people understand that we can't be giving out the big discounts that the big mega grocery stores can do because we're smaller producers. So that little bit goes a long way, but you don't need to make a financial offer. You could also offer something like maybe a recipe guide as a free opt-in. So when they sign up for your newsletter, you're offering them something. I'd really recommend that, especially for those of you who produce a product that isn't as common. So if you produce lamb in an area that lamb isn't eaten very often, definitely having an opt-in that teaches people how to properly prepare your products is going to be a great idea and a great way to take some of the confusion and the fear around producing and cooking with your product. 
So you can do that. You can also do things like giving special offers just to your email newsletters. That's something that our farm does very effectively. When we first launched our 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, we brought in pregnant heifers. We calved out and did calving season. And then folks watched us raise those calves for 24 months before we had beef ready. They watched for over two years us raising and getting ready to have a beef offer without ever being able to sell a single product. So the demand by the time we had product that was going to be ready for harvest was so huge because we had been building momentum through our social media channels and our customers had been following along on that journey. So in the months leading up to our offering of our first round of beef, I let our newsletter or I let our customers know that we would be offering our beef to our newsletter subscribers first. So if they wanted to jump on the product, they were going to need to put down their email and sign up for our email marketing list and our email newsletter. Then when it became time to sell my grass-fed beef, I was able to produce a secret store on the back end of our website that had a link that only our newsletter subscribers got sent. So they had an opportunity to get a jump on everyone else when it came to a product that was really in demand. The beautiful thing is 100% of our beef sold out within 24 hours and only to our newsletter subscribers. So our newsletter subscribers realize that being part of our list has benefits and perks to them. So they want to make sure that they stay subscribed and they don't unsubscribe at any point. And for the folks who called my bluff and thought they were going to be able to get beef, they soon realized that being part of our email newsletter list was really important if they wanted to get in-demand products. And so without hesitation, they signed up. That method got us hundreds of new followers on our email list, and most of them are still subscribed today. We have a huge open conversion rate for people who actually take the time to open our email list, especially when you look at the comparison for the rates of people seeing your posts on social media versus the ones who actually open up your email list. When it comes to building community, your email subscribers are the ones who are most invested in you. They're giving you space in their inbox. That means a lot these days. When we are being bombarded by so many messages, having somebody be willing to give you a spot in their inbox means a lot. So we need to treat it right. And the key to that is providing value. We will allow emails to come into our email box from those big mega brands because they offer such deep discounts. We know they're just selling to us. That's all they're doing in those emails. But we're getting such a deep discount that it is worth the real estate in our inbox. But as small-scale producers and business owners, we can't afford to be discounting our prices and we shouldn't have to. So we need to find value in another way, whether that's giving an insight into life on the farm for customers who want more connection to where their food is coming from, whether that's recipes and guides and tutorials and information and news articles, whatever it is that we're providing needs to be of value to our customers and it can't always be a sales pitch. Yes, of course, you need to be telling people about your product and service and the the items that you sell, but please don't make every single email a sales pitch. Otherwise, you are going to end up in the trash and you're going to have customers hitting that unsubscribe button. So we need to balance it out and we need to make sure that we're providing value just like we do on social media. Now, when it comes to email frequency, it is really important to stay consistent. I do an email every single week. That might be a lot for some businesses, but for me, it aligns with when I restock my inventory so it makes sense. I want to remind customers that our product is restocked, remind them to place their order for the week because a lot of our customers reorder on a weekly basis because they pick up from the farmer's markets or they pick up from the farm for us. So weekly makes sense for me. 
Maybe for you, it's only every other week, but at the absolute least, I want to make sure you're sending an email once a month. And I hate to break it to you, but produce growers, that means you need to still be sending an email newsletter even in your off season. You don't want to fall off the face of the earth just because your product is done for the season. Because when you want to restart in the spring, it's going to be really tough to get that audience warmed back up. And you will find that you have customers that are unsubscribing because they have gotten used to not having you arrive in their inbox. So definitely reduce your frequency to say once a month, but you'll still want to be sending that out. The content in it will obviously be different. Maybe through the peak season, you're sharing what farmer's markets you're at. You're sharing tips on what to do with the different items that are showing up in their CSA box. But in the winter, you want to make sure that you are still producing content. So maybe that's going to be how to prep your garden for winter. Maybe that's going to be preserving tips and canning tips and different advice like that. Maybe you're going to be doing highlights on other farms in your area that have product. Maybe you're going to do one about a farm down the road that sells farm fresh eggs. Anything that you can do to provide value for your customers in the off season is going to be important because when your season rolls around and you are ready to sell, you have warmed up your your audience. Your audience is still warmed up, still supporting you, still feeling connected to you, and they're going to be ready to buy. Because that's what this is all about. Taking the time to send your customers and potential customers an email newsletter is your way of nurturing and building community. And people who know, like, and trust you are the people who shop with you. And this is just an extension of that. And it's a way of safeguarding your business for any future changes that happen on social media so that you are protected. At the end of the day, you own your news your newsletter list. You own how those customers receive your content. Sure, people can unsubscribe, but at the end of the day, you are so much more protected than you are by growing your business completely on social media. So I hope this has encouraged you to take a closer look at email marketing. I hope if you ha- if you haven't started an email list yet that you are encouraged to do so. I have a workshop coming up. I will put the information in the notes below. If you need to learn more about email marketing, if you want more information about how to send it, what to send, email newsletter platforms to use, just general advice on how to grow your business using email, make sure to check that out. It is going to be a good one. And I promise you that if you grow your email list and you put focus on that, it will have a direct return on your time investment. I don't do anything for my business unless I see a return on my time. And email marketing has been the number one driver of revenue for my business. And it is every single week hands down. So if you want to learn more about it, I encourage you to check out that workshop. Give me a follow on social media over on Instagram. I am constantly sharing information free of charge to help you grow your email list. And because I got to do it, it's an email marketing podcast. Hit the links to sign up for my email newsletter and I will send you free content direct to your inbox on all things digital marketing for farmers. Have a great day.